The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, New World Comics, Speeding Bullet Comics, All-Star Comics, Amazing Action Comics, Luton XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, and Commonplace Books, with more locations coming soon. You can find out more at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 123 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. We are live at Oklahoma's newest game center, Edmondon, plugged on Broadway and 2nd Street in downtown Edmond. Joining us are special guests from Red 6 to Golden Corral, Caleb Haldane Hello. and Nick Johnson. Welcome, guys. You have chosen poorly. We, I think, uh, I think, I think we, we have chosen chose wisely. Very well. <laughs> you have chosen wisely. <laughs> also joining us uh, is the owner of Edmond Unplugged, Mike Ship. Mike, boy, it is so great to be here. Give us this opportunity to talk about our new store and and what we're doing here. Well, tell us, uh, you just opened Christmas Eve, so it's less than a month old. It still well, has that new gaming game center smell. Yeah, it was actually Christmas night, so we opened Christmas up for a, yes for a sneak preview uh, Christmas night and. Uh, we had people in to play for free and help us punch out games because that was one of the things that uh, I did not realize was going to be so time consuming was to punch out all the all of the new games. And so uh, we had about 40 or 50 people in Christmas evening. Um, I guess they were done with the holiday you know, traditions and uh, needed something else to do. So they sure. come out and helped us. And so I provided them uh, a free game pass if they if they came in and helped us out uh, for a future visit as well as some uh, store credit, you know, just to say thank you, and, and we had a very good turnout. How much is, uh, for, for regular, how much is a game to cost, cost to play games? So if you come in with your own board games, it's $3 to play uh, all day with your own board games. If you play from our library, it's $5 a day. God, that's still a great price. Oh, yeah. For an all-day pass. Yeah, so on the weekends or Thursdays, you can actually get 13 hours worth of gaming in for 5 bucks. There you go. You can't beat that deal. I know. Yeah. 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 That is amazing. And how has business been for the for the first month? So it's been way better than what we expected so far. <laughs> we we uh, certainly you know had to create projections and and spreadsheets based on what we thought, and we were trying to be very conservative. And we've uh, really done a lot better than what we had anticipated at this point. See, I wouldn't be that surprised because as much as I know, Northwest Oklahoma City needs. Yeah. A game center. Amen. Oh they, yeah. They, you for guys sure. are really filling that niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That was kind of my point because, honestly, what started this whole thing was that I got frustrated because I didn't have a close place to play myself. Mm-hmm. And so it started with Magic, and then it, it, it went into Warhammer, and I had no no close place to, to play myself. And, and so as much as I love game headquarters on the south side, I just didn't want to make an hour drive down there to play it. So, you know, in my own best interest, I decided, hey, I'm just going to open a game store. And so that's what I did. I don't see this place in competition to either Game HQ or Loot and XP. Uh, they are on their sides of town. Or so far apart, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I was going to say, yeah, geographically alone, they that negates the competition. Right. And so people will come here, I think. it. I don't, again, I don't think it'll take away so much as I just realized, well, it's nice to have a place. I mean, I live over on 164th in May, so I need a place that's a lot closer. That is a game center. There, there's a new game uh, shop that has opened over uh, on Western 
but it's a it's a game it's a, just a game shop. It's not really made for gaming. That's mm -hmm. um, the way I explained to my son. <laughs> uh, that place sells games, and you can play a few games if you want to. Mm -hmm. This place sells games, but it's a place where you can really game. That's really what you were looking for. Yeah, so my initial concept was, um, I thought about this about two years ago, and um, I just wanted to open a regular game store. Mm -hmm. And um, as I started looking around the country and um, um, at the different models that were opening up, you know, um, whether it be uh, snakes and lattes or snakes and lagers or, you know, cafe mocks or some of those places like that. Um, I just thought that this is really, you know, the better model of, I think this is where gaming is going because not only can you, can you facilitate the games like D and D and magic, the gathering tournaments for the hardcore gamers, but you also have a, uh, you know, kind of a gateway shop to get new gamers into the, in, um, into the hobby and a place where casual gamers can go and hang out and have a beer or a soda and a pizza and not feel like they're, you know, under pressure to, you know, look a certain way or play a certain game or not know how to play Settlers of Catan because they just want to play Monopoly and hang out and, and, and you know, and have a, a cool local brew. Well, Settlers of Catan is the gateway game. <laughs> <laughs> you get into that one, and boy, you're onto almost any game. That one, I know, drew, drew me in. So oh, I sure, sure. You know, there's, and if once you can get in, it's it's a pretty big deal. Well, can we talk a second about like when you said you you said the brews and booze and stuff like that, but we just kind of glossed over that. No, th this is you have a selection. Of yeah. Beers. So right now, I think in my refrigerator, I have somewhere close to fifty. Um, brew offerings. So I, I think, I think I've got 45 to 48 ish uh, beers. Um, about 80 percent of those are local uh, beers. Um, so I try to keep it as local as I can. And then for those non-beer drinkers, we do have uh, several wines and stuff as well. But I, uh, I was advised not to. Um, uh, choose just local wines and to go kind of outside because you know so the wine people are um, they want something different and I honestly don't know the wine market very well so I just listen to them <laughs> I wouldn't know I wouldn't have any idea what to do with wine beer I got you it's no, right, no problem right. wine is a little bit more difficult yep. but the fact that people can come in and have a beer or have you know you can't really get that at I don't think any other place in Oklahoma. It's very there's yeah it's it's very scarce I, I at least as the far ones as, that as, far as a gaming place. yeah they provide right. that yeah, yeah someone's house well, yeah. any, <laughs> you know, other than that no. you can come over to my place and we'll have right. some beer and some games but not the space yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the space is amazing <laughs> I'm sorry like oh. no don't right. be sorry you're absolutely right <laughs> well it's it, I looked around for a long time and I saw this space here and so this building was built in uh, 1917 and so it's a hundred year old building and they redid the front to look um, as uh, closely to the um, uh, original building facade as they could um, but we due to ADA restrictions and stuff we had to change it up a little bit but uh, whenever I came in here I actually wanted the space that's um, directly north of this space which is about 12 to 1500 feet smaller than this one but when I saw this one I thought man I can separate you know the magic players in the back and have a tournament area and then I can let uh, the front you know 2500 square feet or whatever it is be you know just a casual gaming environment and you know we can still use it to do board game tournaments and D&D and sessions and those kind of things but it just gives us a lot of space to separate and have you know different types of game and games in different areas. Yeah, the space next door is—is is, is someone in there right now? Um, they just leased the space, and there's going to be a um, a designer showcase going in there. So it'll be like home decor and such. It it doesn't really add to my business or anything, but it's a uh, it's a um, it's a good downtown business, I think. Well, I love the I love the area. Uh, the, the, when people come, 
they need to know that there's, although there's parking out front where more, most people park, that's not the best place, would you say, to park? No, the, the, the back we have, um, back in the back we have a huge pavilion with, which offers covered parking uh, most wow. of the time. Um, and we have about 125 spots um, uh, directly west of our shop. So um, it's used for um, several events in uh, the farmer's market in the summers on Saturdays. Um, uh, the arts festival will fill it up and such too, but um, all the other time it's available for us to park in. I, was, I had forgotten about the arts festival. Come the end of May, or is it the end of April? One, it's, it's in May. It's in May. Uh, this place gets closed down which means right. you're going to have so much foot oh, yeah. traffic in this area. Are you looking yeah. forward to that? Uh, I really am. So actually last year, uh, so th this has been a long journey for me. So <laughs> I, when we started this, um, I decided over Christmas break of 2016 I was going to do this. And so we started moving very quickly. And in May, um, I joined the Downtown Edmond Business Association, which is called DEBA. And I um, did some things for them uh, at the Arts Festival last year, thinking I was going to be open in July. Uh, the intent was to open July 1st um, due to some permitting issues and sprinkler systems. I, I just didn't get open. But, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was very aware that we had those uh, functions down here um, and uh, very eager to take advantage of all the, all the foot traffic that we would have you know, up and down the street. So I, I did have um, banners and stuff in the windows uh, at the time, and I, I did get um, you know, a lot of response on Facebook around that time. And the sign came up fairly quickly. Was that up in September, I think it was? Oh, it was probably on up, Facebook, I thought. Um, probably August or September. Yeah. yeah, and and was so excited about it. I think we were trying to get you on at that time. And yep. what was the what were the situations why you couldn't you had to delay? Do you remember? Um, yeah, there were several. One was uh, the facade was taken down, and when they started to put it back up, uh, the city decided that it was no longer a remodel, and they needed to uh, apply for new build permits, mm -hmm. which ungrandfathered our ADA. Um, stuff that we had like our ramp and such so that had to be redone and the architect had to redesign the whole facade and then on the inside uh, we had some life safety measures we need to uh, take care of so we needed to put a sprinkler system in since we're an assembly business uh, we needed to uh, put a sprinkler system in and that was a, a big undertaking from a, both a design standpoint and a fire safety standpoint and uh, the city permitting that was involved with that in addition to the sprinkler system we also had to create a firewall um, which really took a long time. So the, the wall directly to the north here that you see is almost a foot thick. It has all sorts of fire material in it and everything else so that we uh, don't burn the next door neighbors down. <laughs> yeah, that's always, good, always a good idea. Yeah. Always, a, always a good plan. It's a welcome thing. It's yeah, a welcome you thing. know. Can I just one more comment on this? You place? can have as it's many amazing. comments as you I'm want. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> it was my first time here, so I'm like literally geeking yes. out about it. The storefront from the outside, right, looks nice, but uh, it almost makes you think it's going to be a small space, and then you open it up, and it's bigger on the inside. Sorry, I had to go there. I had to go there. Yeah, it's amazing space. Yeah, so um, I have seen this space as it's being built, and so it's I'm, like, used to it now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but every person that comes in here says the exact same thing. Man, you've got so much space. It's so big, and... Uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot of space, and it, it's it's laid out well. I think I think the, you know, the the linear layout that we have here, I think it works really well because you got tables and stuffs oriented on one side. You're not weaving your way around tables to get through. You've got a straight pathway from the front to the back, and from you know the back door to the front. And I I, I think it works out well. 
Yeah, I, they, when I when you were building the place, I would come by every now and then just park and look in. Even looking inside, it seems like it's going to be a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. I was like, they're just going to sell games, right? They're not actually doing a gaming center. When I heard it was going to be a gaming center, and you walk in here, and yeah, there's so much space in here. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yes. So we have about 3,700 square feet, and we're like. We're about 150 feet long from front to back, so uh, yeah, so that's that's quite a lot of space. Uh, there's only one store that I think has more space than us, and that's uh, Game Headquarters. Yeah, and but th that place you can definitely tell it's gonna be big. It's got two main entrances. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, sure, um, sure. But but you so this about has the, about the space as Game HQ. No, no, I, I think we have less, but we have okay. about 3,700 square feet here. Yeah, and which is plenty of space to to come down and game. And, and have a great time. Plus, you've got plenty of selections for just people to buy games as well. Mm -hmm. Right, so I try to keep all the new games in. I mean, a perfect example is uh, Gloomhaven, which is the number one game in the world for the last you know 18 months or so. Uh, I, uh, I got a call the other day, and um, one of my uh, reps said, hey, I've got a store that closed down, unfortunately. They weren't able to pick up their copies of Gloomhaven. I said, send them. Uh, they sent them, I posted them on Facebook, and I sold them in one day. Uh, I sold all five copies in, in one day. Dang. Uh, wow. yeah. yeah, that was Wednesday this week. And so I try to keep all of the, all of the newest, freshest games in, uh, as well as you know, the old popular games. I mean, Puerto Rico was a great game back in the day, right? And many people still play it. I have Settlers of Catan. I've got the tickets to ride and all that stuff. But I also try to make sure I get you know, the Gaia projects and the uh, Twilight Imperium 4th editions and, and uh, those sorts of things to make sure that you know, I've got most of what people are looking mm -hmm. for. And also, I noticed you still got your all your D and D books. Uh, right. The uh, the new one, um, the uh, fifth edition. Are you talking about the yeah, uh, fifth, fifth edition? Yeah. The, the new book that is kind of a, a kind of an unearthed arcana type of Xanathar's, uh, Xanathar's Guide Xanathar's. to Everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is amazing, by the way. I, yeah. I, I just love D and D. <laughs> uh, you guys have any questions for Mike? Well, I, I, I've got uh, a couple here. If, you know, so I'm walking in, right? And you, you, you have this selection of brews, and you also have a selection of board games. Uh, I'm new, new to it. Give me your first pick board game, first pick brew. Uh, first pick board game for a person that's new to it would probably be Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. okay. I love it. Or Splendor. I, I think Splendor is a fantastic game that's sort of a... You know, it's a tile and, and chip game, but it, it gives them a more abstract feeling than, than a traditional board game if they're not looking for that. And my first pick, Brew, um, probably either uh, Elk Valley um, Firefly Crew, uh, which is like a regular lager if I just want something that's just kind of plain that has a lot of taste to it, or... I'm going to have to go with a non-local beer that's a fantastic brewer. I hope everyone doesn't get mad at me. But Dogfish Head Sea Quench Ale is a fantastic sour beer. Oh, I like if that. If you're into yeah. sours, yes, it is Yeah, it's awesome. really fantastic. And that's okay that it's not local. How, that's okay. Other, yeah. other, and, it is a small brewery, though, and so you're it, still supporting yeah, it, it is someone a small else's brewery. local brewery. And so um, another beer that I've been drinking just a lot of lately, um, since I can drink beer at work, uh, is... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is the Grand Sport Porter from Coop. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a seasonal beer, so I've got to drink it all while I can. So, mm -hmm. uh, or hoard it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and I'm doing both. And that's just right. FYI, yeah. we know people. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah. We, we have an end. My little like, brother works at Coop. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and oh, we yeah. partner with them all the time. That's yeah. right. So, yeah. Yeah, as far as breweries go, um, I have uh, been down to um, 
both Anthem and Elk Valley. Uh, John Elkins was great. I talked to Nick over at Anthem. He actually stopped by this week and brought me my co-branded glassware. And then uh, I deal with Jeremiah and, and Robbie over at Coop. And all three of those brewers are great to work with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do uh, much more with them in the future. But we're talking about pint nights and flight nights and stuff like that uh, on some nights what? up here. So, yeah. So I'm really excited to, to, you know, to not only keep it local, but to uh, partner with some, you know, really good local businesses as well. I think it's going to be a lot of I fun. I love that. Um, so with the, the games, you have so many here, but there's going to be people who want games that are just a little bit more hard to keep in stock or something. And do you do ordering or how, how do you go about servicing those games? Yeah, so I did not realize that I was going to order as much as I order. Um, when I first started this, so I, I had been ordering for several months to get my initial inventory, and since I've opened, I, I bet I order three to four days a week, and so wow. I, I've got probably eight distributors that I use on a regular basis, as well as several specialty companies that I use, like to get dice from and and stuff like that. So um, Skull Splitter Dice is a perfect example. Um, you know, a very nice die set, and I call those guys directly and, and order dice from them, but. Uh, all the other big distributors, I'm making orders almost every day. And cool. uh, that's really surprising to me because I, you know, you can't always tell what a customer wants, but you, you try to anticipate and forecast that. It, it just never works out, right? No, sure. never. Yeah. And will you order anything? Like if somebody wants to come in here and buy Monopoly, would... Uh, Absolutely. Um, however, people have come in and I said, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think you're going to be better off if you just go to Target sure. because, sure. Uh, you know. But the, if you the, want something and Monopoly, then maybe it yeah. does make sense to come yeah. here and order. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I'll order whatever someone wants. Um, unfortunately, uh, being a local business, I am I am uh, fighting against the Amazons of the world. Yeah. And, True story. You know, that kind of stuff. I actually lost a sale last week because um, a lady compared a price on Amazon while she was in the store. And, you know, I say, well, that's just not the way I work, but yeah. yeah. Well, like go, I mean, go play at an Amazon table, right? right. I mean, they yes. just don't exist. Well, you know, that's and, the thing. Right. And one of the things was she talked to me for 45 minutes. I pulled games off the shelf, opened the boxes for her, oh. showed her all the pieces and, a, and how yeah. to play and everything. And, and she still, um, you know, decided that saving $8 was better, save you know, $8 but, on Amazon, but you know, for every yeah. one of those, yeah. there's yes. a customer I, I have been very, and local. I wasn't unhappy with her for doing that. I, I totally understand if, if you want to save $8, but you know, I, I'm here for not only for the retail side of things, but for the experiential factor. You know, yeah. if you want to come in and you want to play games and not buy games or keep your own library of games, I've got like 180 games on the shelf over there. And I make sure I keep the expensive or the up-to-date, you know, uh, current favorites and, and all that kind of list on my library shelf so that people can always come in and find something to play. Truth yeah. is, many games take up so much space that it's just better sometimes to not have to worry about having them all in your closet. <laughs> oh, sure. You can sure. just yeah. come here just and play have those them games. Here. Exactly. Right. Now to the really important question for me. Do you have exploding kittens? Okay, so I have, explo I have, I have ordered exploding kittens. Mm -hmm. It hasn't come in yet. What? Yeah, I mean it's one of we those games. That's, it, it's one of those games that's been hard for me to get. Uh, but Inman, uh, are you listening? So, <laughs> so I actually have coming both the um, uh, tame version and the adult version. So uh, you know, yeah. if you want to play exploding cards, nice. uh, exploding <laughs> cards. kittens, cards against humanity, or whatever, you know, right? then yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty much Uno. With kittens. <laughs> well, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Like, I, no, I'm not opposed. Like, it was what got me back into tabletop gaming, oh, honestly. Wow, yeah. Because it's so easy. It's like Uno, super mm -hmm. easy to learn. I love that. It's made by the Oatmeal 
uh, Matthew Inman. So, mm -hmm. you know, he crowdfunded it, I think. Sure. And then it also is just, it's super easy to learn and then it's easy to teach. So it's, it's, an, it's, it's a beginner game, which is great. So and you again, know it's also a gateway explode. game. <laughs> it's a gateway game. Totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. Totally. Now, you're also working with like uh, groups like the DDAL, the Dungeons and Dragons Adventures yep. League and stuff like that. How has that been like so, reaching out to those groups? Um, it, it's been very good. So we opened on, we opened like officially on the 26th of December. And so we ran our first D&D uh, night the following Wednesday. Uh, not the first week, but the second week uh, on, on a Wednesday. And we had... Um, three full tables of DDAL people come in, many first-timers. And then the second week that we had it, we had four full tables. So we had like 30 people in here playing D&D on the second week that we were wow. open. You know, and so that just told me that, you know, we're filling an, a need that people had in this area. And so it's, I mean, the support has been great. We've gotten a lot of newcomers in. Uh, today, um, there, there was a lot of um, request for, you know, not DMing instruction, but you know, how do I start a game and how, how do I yeah. how do I become a DM and what do I need to do? So instead of just saying, hey, you know, just go buy the DM's guide and, and figure it out, um, I talked to uh, Ashley King, who's our uh, main DM here, and we decided that we were going to put together a class, which is going to start here in a couple of minutes. But um, we're calling it, you know, DM 101 because we just didn't have a better name for it. But um, I love it. It works. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And she's going to teach 20 people. Uh, we, we capped it at 20 and we filled up. So um, we're going to teach 20 people how to be dungeon masters today. That's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Tell you what, why don't we bring Ashley in if you want to go grab her real quick. And uh, we're just going to sit here and keep talking while you go grab. A absolutely. Yeah. Mike, it's awesome. fantastic. We love this place. Mike, hey, I, I, we're I, in love. Yeah. We're going to move in. I mean, you've got plenty of space. I, I, so. I, 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 I And do. I'm assuming you've got we, room you in the like back for like apartments bunks. on top. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, I'll build big. a loft. You yes. guys can bring bunks and, and, and we'll have a good time. We'll drink beer and play games. So. We will oh kick it right? out and do this. What do you guys think of this place? That's amazing, amazing. right? Yeah. 20 people to show up just like that. We don't get 20 people listening to our podcast, Nick. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, that's I not how you I've made, I've made up not 17 true. Twitter <laughs> accounts to try and make it look like it. This is great. Ashley. Miss Ashley. Yeah. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Oh, hi. This hi. Is Ashley King. Yes. And Hello. Ashley uh, teaches... Uh, how to be a DM, yes. which uh, awesome, uh, because I learned how to be DM sitting in my parents' basement. <laughs> Not really a basement. Right. It's Oklahoma. We don't have basements. But sitting in my parents' in, in a storm shelter. DM's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reading the DM's guide, and the DM's guide is good for a place to get your rules. But yes. it's not good to learn how to be a DM. Talk yes. to us about that. Well, um, so being a dungeon master, really, it, it is definitely an art form. Yes. Um, generally, I, I like to joke that I can pick out the DM friend. Because, <laughs> um, right, right. yeah, it is very much an art form. Um, it's, it combines, uh, you know, being, being a, a judge of rules. It combines being a, a storyteller. Uh, being a little bit of an actor because you know you have to your responsibility as the dungeon master is to create the world that your players are going to be in and create all of these you know colorful personalities that they're going to encounter along their journey and all of the devious villains that they must <laughs> overcome and all the, the traps and trials that I have laid out for you. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot more than goes into it than just rolling some D20s and saying, 
You're dead. <laughs> well, we can definitely I say really that we like have the uh, just rolling d20s and saying you're dead. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, I mean, the, I mean, that's those part D- of the joy I mean, of being granted, a DM. Yeah. That I mean, DM does exist out there. Okay. Yeah. They, they do exist. <laughs> yeah. they, do, we, they do exist. I, I know some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, we had the pleasure of having Ashley uh, DM for us at a charity event, and I could definitely say she is amazing yes, at it. Yeah, that was like, great. Yeah, yeah, was absolutely. Was she doing the Twitch thing for she her was, extra life? Yes. so good. That was me. I know it's hard to tell because I was like this the entire time with a <laughs> <laughs> microphone in my face, but okay. that was me. Yes. Yeah. That, so. that extra life event was my son's first experience playing D and D. Oh. And that's it was right. really a, I threw him. We, we rolled up a character and we went and played, and he loved it. And Good. Oh, yeah. so Good. Excited. And see, I'm one of those noobs who totally wants to get into it and right? just doesn't even know where to start. I know. And I love <laughs> and I love that Mike talked about that because yeah. there is a sense of clickishness, you know, mm. exclusivity, and I get it. You yeah. know, what you love what you love and you're into it and you are part of the community. Yes. But breaking into that community it's is, hard. is a it's major hard, thing. Yeah. And then you double down when you're a girl. Oh yes. And that's a thing. Yeah, so that is a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I am so thrilled that you are representing <laughs> like all the good things about <laughs> and also just opening up this this world to people oh, yeah. who are curious about it but just don't even know where to start. Yeah, no, it's and buying the guide is you know, like yeah. Mike said, it's it's a pretty lonely existence. It's, yeah, it is. And you know, being being the dungeon master, um, you know, you s- you spend you know hours and hours and hours of your time, you know, preparing something and, and getting something ready for players, and then you don't know. There is that fear of, are they going to like it? Will they? Will it make right. sense? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> you know, you, so it is, it is a very kind of lonely lonely existence, mm-hmm. but um, you know. Coming to places like this, and then you know, you walk in, and there's you know a bunch of people sitting around a table rolling some dice, and then you know if you have that DM who you know is that friendly presence and mm-hmm. is the person who says, hey, you know, no, come here, sit down, here's some dice, here's a character sheet, let's let's go, yeah. you know, and uh, so I actually uh, got my start uh, in fifth edition through the Adventures League okay, program. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, which is the Wizards of the Coast organized play side of uh, D&D. Because um, Wizards um, h- has been very aware of kind of this growing interest in D&D and this growing kind of cultural juggernaut that's, mm-hmm. that's got its mm-hmm. gotten started through, you know, pop culture and all of that stuff. Stranger Things. Yes, <laughs> Stranger Things. And the, yes. doing, and the doing away yeah. with the belief that it... Yeah. Satanism. Yeah. 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 The, the, the satanic panic of the 80s is for the most part over. Right. Uh, Thank goodness. Because <laughs> now we have Nazis. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's Wizards has been very aware of, um, you know, that there are a lot of people out, th- out there who are really trying to break into this hobby. And they make it extremely easy with the organized play program, with the um, what's known as the DMs Guild, where there's yeah. just so many adventures that are already available and so many tools and resources. Um, right now, you can actually go to the Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons website and find a free PDF download of a basic version of the player's handbook. 
Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the DM's guide. You don't, yeah, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Uh, or you can pay 20 bucks and get the starter sets, which includes a basic version of the player's handbook, includes a basic version of the DM's guide, and an adventure to get you started. Love it. So they, yeah, they are definitely pushing, pushing access. They're pushing, um, right now they're, they are trying to make an effort to get more, uh, get more women into D and D, get more LBGTQ, uh, individuals into D and D. Yeah. They, um, they, they're, they're making a very big kind of inclusivity push to make sure that, that's you know, it's, it isn't just, you know, guys in their mom's basement yeah. <laughs> rolling yeah. Yeah. some D20s anymore. Well, and yeah. I think it's so. worth mentioning that it never was just sure. dudes yeah. rolling 20s mm -hmm. in their basement. Yeah. It's just that there wasn't any representation or any yes. inclusivity for right. anyone who wasn't a dude rolling 20s yeah. in their basement. Sure, I mean, sure, with their, absolutely. like, dude friends. Yeah, because you know, I... It was the, you know, it was the closet... <coughs> I hate to use this term, but <laughs> it was the closeted girl D and D yeah. player who couldn't find a community yeah. or mm. any support. Yeah, for her passion. Yeah, I recently just joined LGBTQ a um, a uh, Facebook group that is it's called um, Our Table Two, and it is a group that is pretty much exclusively for it's a space for women, a uh, space for LGBTQ players. Um, and we basically, you know, that's that's kind of the place we go to let off some steam, <laughs> amen, <laughs> and to to kind of network and kind of you know talk to one another and because there are gamer dates still a yeah. little fresh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely some experiences that are, you know, sometimes guys just don't realize, you know, and it's True. it's not necessarily something that they're doing maliciously. It's just sometimes they don't realize, right. and yeah. it, it can be hard when you're the only girl at a table to kind of raise your hand and, and rock yeah. the boat and just be like, hey, yeah. that that thing you're doing, can you please stop? Yeah. Because right. you well, don't know. Yeah, you don't know if that guy is We're also taught as ladies yeah. to not rock yeah, the boat. Yeah, we're taught to not, not to rock the boat. To not so. be bossy or, yeah. you know, <laughs> vocalize our Hopefully yeah. 2017 is changing that. Yes. Because we would <laughs> like better. to see that change. The guys, yes. guys, yeah. we want to be, we be called out, I think. And we're going to keep having this conversation. I think guys yes. want to be called out in, in that yeah. way. Because yeah. we, you're right. I think yeah. a lot of times we don't know. Yeah, it's um, and there's words that we use yeah. uh, that have been used ever since we were toddlers. So much. That doesn't mean they're right or should be. And we should never use the word, well, what do? Because I always said that. Never use that as an excuse. Yeah. Yes. Sure, sure. Same. Yeah. Yeah, accepting yeah. you're 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 part of this social structure that's built this up its way <laughs> and, and be involved in tearing that down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. for yes. sure. So I think it's wonderful. Yes. The more people you get to do that, yeah. the better it's so, be. Yeah, and it's it is just one of the things that the more you know, the more we open it up and the more we encourage, you know, female players and female dungeon masters, um, you know, the the more that we kind of push into these spaces and mm -hmm. say, Hey, guess yeah. what? Hi, we're here. Uh, the more, you know, that kind of there is a realization of, you know, you know, the community wasn't always just, you know, a bunch of guys. Yeah. It, it has been, you know, it has been women. There have been women writers. There have been women uh, designers mm -hmm. for, you know, some of the, even these like old, very older modules that yeah. were kind of unsung heroes that we mm -hmm. don't talk about. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So. 
And I think, I mean, and it can only be richer. Yeah. yeah. With inclusivity yeah. Yeah. and diversity, mm -hmm. we get richer stories, yeah. we get richer backgrounds, we get, we just get more. Yeah, life, life gets better when yeah. everybody life gets, gets better yeah. when everybody and gets you're involved. You're not losing anything yeah. either. You're, yeah. you're still, no. you're still going to have an adventure where they go into a bar and everyone gets to a fight. It's no. still yeah. going to happen. No one it's is still going to happen. Yeah. Your yeah. 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 Right, exactly. Everyone. It's just a matter of bringing more experience to Exactly. to the table yeah we're bringing more creativity we're bringing like yeah e more experience yeah and <laughs> i just love it it's, it's and everybody having an equal experience does not take away from inclusivity other people's soapbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't mm -hmm. take away from your story <laughs> yeah. as the white dude rolling 20s that's in your face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to include maybe some people of yeah, color right. and yeah. ladies yeah, and yes. LGBTQ. They can only enrich yeah, I mean, right, your story. Uh, uh, right now, um, our current uh, hardcover uh, adventure, Tomb of Annihilation, mm -hmm. takes place in, in Cholt, which is a southerly jungle land. And yes, there are, you know, the main population of Cholt is predominantly black. People of color. Yeah. 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 So, wow. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but. Hot climate, lots of hot sun. Hot climate, lots of, lots of sun. Crazy yeah, science crazy, right I, there. I, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> much like people from the Fertile Crescent. Right. More melanin. It's, just yeah. saying. Yeah. If, if you can accept the fact that Cholt is where dinosaurs come from, you yeah. can accept yeah. the fact <laughs> that Cholt is also <laughs> predominantly black. I yeah. mean, come on. Sure, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and accept it, move on. Tomb of Annihilation was the second game my son played, and we played it down at Game HQ. Yes. Uh, and we fought our dinosaurs. Yes. I Oh, I almost died. I was like, <laughs> I was this close. All you had to do was step on me. Fortunately, my... my they killed him. So I really don't. I don't want to be eaten by a dinosaur. That is I not know. like of all the ways I want to go out my D and D adventures. <laughs> eaten by a dinosaur is my least favorite. It would, it would no, really no, no zombie T-Rex do, just chomp down on you. Yeah. Can we put that on your I tombstone? Be, I don't want to be okay. pooped out by a dinosaur later. That's all I'm saying. I just don't want that. But what I loved about it was we had uh, we we'd actually gone through. Uh, it was a DDAL DDL thing. Uh -huh. We had not played with this. And Tomb of Annihilation is huge. I mean, it, it takes it's huge. many, many. It's a campaign. So many. Oh um, so we came in. We had not played before. Mm -hmm. uh, but we signed up down at Game HQ. Mm -hmm. And it was basically, we went to sleep with one party, woke up with another one. Yeah. And, and that's how we, and we just kept on going. Yeah. Yeah. And we were so accepting, everyone in the group, of me, who's an experienced player who hasn't played in decades. Yep. And Aiden, an inexperienced player who would, they were more than willing to go, hey, here's a great idea for your, yes. for your character to do. Um, and, yes. and I loved how accepting it was, and I love the fact that DDAL is there for yes. that new player or that returning player. Yes, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a wonderful program, and like it, it really doesn't matter where you go. Um, the AL program just, it has so many great people. Um, I actually had the... Uh, incredible privilege to go down to Dragon Con uh, 2016 Ooh. and run uh, Dungeons and Dragons with the Atlanta uh, DDAL. That's some cred. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Not to, not to toot like, my own horn. My but, but you right should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had the incredible privilege to go and, you know, meet the Atlanta community. And it's just like here in Oklahoma. You know, I, because, uh, you know, Oklahomans actually do have a reputation as being very, um, very hospitable and very open and very, you know, True. definitely wanting to help people. But going to Atlanta, I saw just as much of that as we were cycling in, you know, new players every couple of hours to come in and have their first D&D &D experience. 
uh, one of my favorite memories was my, my first table of the convention was uh, two families, husband, wife, daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was mom, Love dad, it. mom, dad, daughter, and, uh-huh. you know, two families, so I got to introduce these, you know, these two 15-year-old girls to D&D as, you know, as, as a woman dungeon master myself, and, you know, and their dads were sharing this experience with them, and, you know, everybody, everybody was into it, everybody confetti was rolling. Confetti fell from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. confetti fell from the ceiling, magical. unicorns, <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. in the background. Absolutely. The, the, it was, that's yeah, great. yeah, the heavens that just opened up, and it was, it was beautiful. Right, yeah. The family, <laughs> the family that slays Tarasks together yes. stays together, okay? Yes. We could just throw that out there. Yeah, I, I think I so. definitely yeah. support, you know, families coming in, mm-hmm. and, because, you know, we see it a lot, you know, there's a lot of dads who'll come in with their son, and, you know, they'll, dad may have played D&D, you know, 30 years ago, and he hasn't played, you know, in 15 years, but, you know, he has this kid, and he wants to share this experience with his, you know, with his child, and it's, you know, it's just a wonderful saying that, you know, they can go and find a Adventures League right. store yeah. and know that, you know, there is a code of conduct, that there is a set of standards that these people are going to meet, and so that you don't have to worry about, you know, the you know, crazy content being pulled out of somebody's, sure. you know, being pulled out of somewhere and you don't know, you know, what it's going to be like. I love so. the DDL, the way that they keep it all. Everyone is, everything is even, so you know that you ca- these characters yes. have been created. They're not ultra-powerful. Well, they can be ultra-powerful. They can be. You, s- but you will always have min But you've yeah. built them. Yeah. You've built yes. them. They have they've been built to that point. Not that somebody came in and, oh, yeah, I rolled all 18s. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, totally, I, I totally rolled, you know. All of these stats on my own. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, you know, it's funny because you're talking about a father. I, I've got to share this. My experience with D&D was back in the mid-'80s. I had some friends, and we, we started to kind of get learn about D&D, and so we're kind of talking about it at school. My father comes to pick me up at uh, after school and to go spend with him at the weekend. He said, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to go meet up with some friends of mine, and we're mm-hmm. going to go play a game. I don't know if you've heard of D&D. Dude. Oh, wow. So That's I so played hardcore. with my father. There are three generations of this, D&D This is the game families. of my yes. father and his father. <laughs> and his father before him. And his That's father before him. That's what I want my son him. to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it is, it is a, and yeah. Because I think right now what you do have is all of these fathers who played it in the, in the 80s, who yes. learned to play in the 70s and the 80s, um, are either returning to it because, again, the stigma is gone. Yes. Um, also, they have a little bit more... Uh, Flexible income yeah. <laughs> than right. we had the when we were disposable income right. is now disposable there. <laughs> I mean, it was also they expensive. They get when all I was the toys <laughs> that they wanted as a child. That you know, <laughs> mom was like, "No, sorry, honey, that's that's too expensive. Come yeah. on." Yeah, and, and they want to share it with someone. Yeah, now, yeah. Too. yeah. And, and they have those kids that they can. Yeah, yeah. And, and the idea that you can spend it with a woman, you can spend it with your daughter. As much as you can with your son, yes. I think is. I, I mean, the only reason I haven't is I don't have a daughter. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes. I, if I had a daughter uh, without it, and and yeah. I, if Nikki were here, Nikki Robinson is one of our, our our guest hosts. She has shared it with her daughter mm-hmm. and her son. Right. So yes. they are both playing. She yeah, it's, and yeah, it's, she is. Because that's the thing about D and D is that it is very much a social game. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you if you play D and D by yourself, you're just writing a novel. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, sure. you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're writing a novel. Uh, yeah. But if, you know, it, it is a social game, so it requires, you know, at least one other person to be there and to mm-hmm. give you input so that you can then, you know, play the game. So, 
it's so it is very conducive to you know I want to introduce my friends I want to introduce my family I want everyone to come and share this experience with me and go on these wild rides mm-hmm. and then you know talk about it for years to come it's like you know you remember that one time that you jumped on top of that fire giant oh, yeah. and you like stabbed it in the neck that was cool yeah. <laughs> yes right? cool. it's stories well, it's stories for for yet forever you can actually yeah. keep these in your head and yeah. share them and the other thing is you, you talk about it being a social thing is Yes, being by yourself doesn't work, but also being on a computer. I have never seen and probably never will see a computer version of D&D that is like the real thing. Because a computer yes. can't do what you are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's, true. it's, you know, the, the like, because, I mean, that's that's the thing about, you know, you know about, about computer games. Really, even with an MMO, it's still very much a singular experience of you going into a world mm-hmm. And, and doing things, and the computer can kind of adjust for, uh, oh well, I wanna I wanna try this, you know. It can kind of accommodate, you know, mm-hmm. things. Whereas, you know, if we're sitting around a table and we're playing D and D, and it's all in our imaginations, yeah. anyways, it's like, okay, well, I I walk onto the ceiling and I wait, and then as soon as this fire giant comes underneath me, I drop down and I stab it in the neck. <laughs> right. You can't do that in a video yeah. game. I mean. Yeah. Sh- there's they always going to be a set of yeah, things that you can and can't do. And when you ask outside of that bounds, <laughs> it's just negated. You can't do that. You're just throwing ones away. Ones and zeros. You Whereas can go, yeah. in D&D, you can't ask something of the DM that's technically impossible. Yes. Sometimes it's not worth it for the story, yeah. but you I can't mean, ask something sure. that's Sometimes you, you might ask that one question that the DM is like, well, can you do that? And then <laughs> everybody pulls out the player's <laughs> handbook and cracks it open and starts flipping pages. <laughs> And tries, and then the DM, you know, quickly tries to figure out a, well, okay, so what you're asking to do is kind of similar to this thing, so you know, roll, roll a strength check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so it's it's the process of okay, so it's like this, so you would use this ability and these modifiers, and if you have this skill, go ahead and use it. You know, so it's it is very free form. It is very you know, there's nothing that's necessarily impossible. There's just things that. As a first level character, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> if I, if I, if I want to flap my arms hard enough, I can't fly away. Yeah. It's just, it yes. It just doesn't work the, that the way. The, yeah. limics, the limitations of gravi- gravity <laughs> and physics. Right. Uh, but I can get you a magic item that if you <laughs> grasp right. the edges of the cloak and flap yeah. real hard, then yeah. Yep, yeah. There you go. There's there's there always go. a way. If I've got, a, if a, way. got a cloak <laughs> of flying, I'm good. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, <laughs> it's not going to work. So That's I want to get into some of the questions of being a DM. Yes, yes, yes. I want to hear about this. Yeah. Like, first of all, my number one question is what do you find more rewarding slash interesting creating the world or creating your villains oh that's a (laughs) um that is a tough one um i'm gonna go with villains okay because um you can't have a good story without a good uh, antagonist Mm -hmm. so whether that villain is you know an antagonistic force of uh, say, for example, the death curse in like Tomb of Annihilation, where it's this looming thing that your players have to overcome, or it's more direct, you know, a, a fairy prince who has been kidnapping uh, hapless villagers, and now your adventurers have to go and right, rescue them. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, a, a, a good story requires a good convincing villain, so I'm going to go with villain. Makes sense. And how long do you think it takes you to craft a villain uh, just enough to? to get the first campaign, or the first, you know, For, Yeah, like the first down. adventure. Yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm the kind of person who, 
at least when it comes to storytelling, I prefer to get things out quickly and then kind of build from there. So what I actually kind of like to do is kind of have a few options as to like, this is the guy who I think is going to be your main antagonist, but I like kind of leaving the door open that there might be somebody else behind him. Um, just because uh, with a homebrew campaign, which is what we refer to whenever you're kind of creating yourself, uh -huh. with a homebrew campaign, you never really know if it's going to be a one-shot or if it's going to be five, 500 sessions and three years later you finally get to the end. <laughs> sure, sure. Right, right. So you have to kind of leave that door open a little bit to okay. kind of, uh, you know, you, you come up with your basic villain just to kind of get him out the door, but then... In the telling, they absorb traits and gain abilities, and like, oh, they they didn't know how to teleport, but now they do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 in terms of fiction, I mean, I I reference this in terms of fiction. Don't uh -huh. write yourself in a corner. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Leave it open. Yeah. Uh, you wanna you wanna leave it. You wanna have a satisfying conclusion, mm -hmm. but you wanna just make sure you have just the door open just a crack, just, okay. so yeah. that you know. And with D&D, since it is such a freeform game, um, I prefer writing more outlines than just strict, right. like, okay, my players have to go here and do this mm -hmm. and find this thing. Um, I, I kind of uh, outline and pick story beats that I want to hit, right. but I leave the details in between pretty open. And that's really so. a lot about And so you're kind of making that up, is that, uh, that extra stuff when you're, when you're yeah. actually gaming. Yeah, I... Yeah. Um, every so even when I run like the same adventure ag again, mm -hmm. it's always subly different because players have different questions, they mm -hmm. have different goals, they want to do different things. So I can honestly say I've never run the same adventure twice. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. And you you really do have to do that because again, you know, with with player experience levels, with levels of engagement, some players, you know, they really want to get into the nitty gritty and role play and mm -hmm. talk to everybody they can. And then some players, you know, they talk to your first NPC. They're like, okay, I've got information. Let's go to the dungeon now. Let's, let's hack and slash. Right. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So you, you never really run the same adventure twice. Right. And also you've got your characters. Uh, if you've got a, an entire party of clerics, they're going to run it totally different than a total <laughs> party of, yes. of, of tanks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never. Yeah. And. You know, with, again, with Adventures League, you never really know who's going to sit down at your table. Mm -hmm. So uh, you do have to leave it very open in terms of like, well, you know, I never know exactly what tactics my enemies are going to use. I never mm -hmm. exactly know, you know, what they're going to, what point they're going to focus on first. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you do have to leave it very open. Right. Yeah. Uh, how, how important are maps to you? Do you... <sighs> 50 I've 50? Yes, yeah, I've heard yeah. both. I've heard, I've heard 50 so 50? I used to do maps all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I had one DM go, why? It's not like they actually have a map. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> they go five days toward the cavern, and that's yeah. all you need to know. It's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a 50-50. Um, so there's sometimes... If, if there's something about the environment that is very important for the players, if there's something about like being able to actually see the room right. that mm -hmm. is important for the players. Because there are some players out there who are very tactical, mm -hmm. and they're very, well, like, can I hide behind this pillar? Can I hide mm -hmm. behind the statue? Yeah. Can I do this? Can I do that? For those kind of players, you do want to have a visual aid and give them, give them an opportunity to kind of go in and get in all the nitty-gritty. Yeah. Right. Um, and for big, for big set-piece battles, 
I like having a map. A grid and miniatures, yeah. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah that, that is a definite. You for cannot sure. be without for big, that. For big set pieces. But then there's just times where, you know, it's just a bunch of people and we're sitting around a table and I say, okay, you enter a clearing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a demon dog on the other side. Go. Dog. Do your thing. So an owl bear too, approaches too soon, you. Too soon. Yeah, yeah, too soon. It's not right. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. have to deal with right. demon dogs. It's yes. True. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just I want to tell the story. I have to tell the story, Nick. <laughs> okay, please. Go for it. <laughs> so uh, extra life uh, during the yeah. stream. You can you can watch this for yourself. But uh, extra life during the stream. I had these uh, hounds show up. And there was, you know, like a bunch of hobgoblins, and one had this big stick <laughs> that he was the, he was kind of the one that I was like, okay, so you notice that he's the one who is basically kind of controlling these dogs. So Nick's character, you yeah. know, this big flamboyant bard is like, I'm going I'm to steal the stick. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a stick. It's got to yeah, be important. Yeah, it's got to be important. Yeah, you yeah. are. So he goes up and he steals the stick from this hobgoblin and he starts running with the <laughs> stick just kind of off into the night. And I'm like, okay. So the, the, the hobgoblin looks to one of the dogs and says, fetch. <laughs> so Brilliant. Nick is just running around. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> As this dog is just loping behind him, and this just got very real. It was real. so <laughs> great, and that's just it. Like that's what the DM provides this moment yeah. that I'll yeah. always keep of like, here I'm thinking I'm doing this great thing, and it turned into this like yeah. wonderful mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. And, you know, it ended up he just he just took the guy's walking you know, it was, stick. It was, it was yeah. a walking stick. It didn't have oh, any yeah. importance. It had no importance. It, it, He's running like just, mad just, with this nothing. He was just running with this yeah. stick. And yeah. I, I will never yeah. forget just <laughs> chasing Nick around <laughs> with, this, with this hound, and it was... I was, was like, I did it, but I, all I got was a dog's chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> and people can still watch this on Twitch, right? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. It's still available on yeah. uh, OK Place, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach's, Zach's channel. It mm -hmm. is still available for viewing. So we, we played about about six hours of yeah, a, a custom custom written adventure. So it was so fun. It was it was yeah. a lot of fun. I, yeah. I'm I'm like. Like tapping my fingers. When can we do it again? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you guys. Yes, please. Yes, please. More. <laughs> I know we've got to get you back to. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a class you got to run. Yeah. You yeah. Got it's a team. like talking about extra life. We're going to get uh, 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 Adam uh, Roach okay. yes. in to talk about extra life. So Ashley, thank you so much, yeah. and yeah. everybody, come down. And yeah. this is where you're going to be mostly gaming. Do you think? Um. So I run. I run up here on Wednesdays with the DDAL. Um. Mike and I are definitely in talk about maybe doing some more events, maybe doing some more classes. So there, there are some things in the works. There are some, some whispers of, of rumors. And um, should people pay attention to the DDAL to follow that or un Edmund Unplugged? H um, how should they follow that? that? Both, definitely okay. both. Yeah. Um, so we do have, um, there are two DDAL groups for Oklahoma now. Um, there's the OKC D&D &D Adventures League Facebook group. And that's the group that basically runs mostly out of Game HQ. Um, and then I just started up a new page for the Edmond area because OKC is so big and it mm -hmm. can be a bit of a haul to go down to there. Sure. And so it we is. Now that's have why games. I love this place. Yeah. 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 We now have games running up here. So that is the Edmond D&D &D Adventures League Facebook group. Um, you're free to you know send a request in to join those groups. Um, and then also, um, Mike is very good about posting on Edmund Unplugged mm -hmm. on his Facebook page when we are about to um, do events and when we're when we're running. Uh, right now, we're running mostly on Wednesday nights. Um, we're 
we're kind of in in shop to look for more DMs because there mm. is definitely a growing player base up here as people learn more about it. Um, that's that's kind of why we're hosting a class it's today. Yeah, to sure, sure. A packed class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Packed, yes. absolutely packed. I think we have like one space free. Oh wow! So yeah, so it was it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely watch those spaces because um, we're we're definitely in talks about doing special events, about doing classes. Um, so yeah, just come on come on down. Let us know you're coming so that we can make sure we have a spot for you. Can people follow you on Twitter or anything like Thank that? Thank you. Um, I don't have a Twitter set up yet. Um, and I am kind of looking to get a basically a dungeon master page set up for myself. Because oh, nice. um, one of the big things right now is that there are some DMs who are going professional, mm-hmm. which is is kind of something I'm looking at. I, I, I want like, to do it professionally. <laughs> <laughs> that would right? be the greatest <laughs> job ever. Like, but I suck as a DM, ever. so I, yeah. you need classes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you classes. go. Yeah. You just study um, with Ashley. But I'm yeah, I'm, I'm working it. on kind of getting maybe a some kind of professional DM service available. So, yeah. um, but I'm going to call it um, the King's uh, the King's Dungeon Master Service. Actually, let me let me check. That I just just started the page. Yeah, brand spanking new. You're fine. <laughs> I've been like googling all of this stuff right. as you talk <laughs> because yes. I want to put uh, it so in the, the show notes. The King's Dungeon Master would be my new my new Facebook page. I'm wor- I'm working on. It's, okay. it's still kind of in the works, but it, it is something I'm looking into. So if you if you need somebody, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and and keep track of Facebook to when when games are going here. Yes. Yeah. And Ashley. also when classes are going here, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. When classes. Yes, All right. classes, games, special events. Um, they they've just opened up something called Epics uh, to game stores. Used to uh, used to Wizards was kind of like, no, you can only do this at conventions. And now they're starting to be more like, hey, you want to do an epic at, epic at your game <coughs> store? Go for it. Uh, Epics are big multi-table games yes. where yeah. everybody you have like five tables who are all playing the same adventure and shenanigans go on and if you've never heard of epics just go go search for them they are amazingly bonkers crazy fun (laughs) but but yes love it yes they were thinking about having them at those here do you think um it's it's definitely something that if if we can get the player base going and if there's enough interest then i i'm definitely open to doing those um I've, I've actually been, I've, I've talked to another, uh, one of the Atlanta DMs, uh, Paige Letman, who she runs a lot of what we call battle interactives, which is basically the same idea as an epic, but we don't call them epics so we can get <laughs> yeah. away with it. Right. <laughs> okay. Epics. Yeah. They're not epics. Yeah. It's not an epic. It's a battle interactive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we actually did one of those at Game HQ uh, last year uh, with an adventure. Basically, we just took an adventure and kind of split it up to give three tables a slightly different flavor of what happened, and it all contributed to the big end fight against this hill giant. Um, but yeah, that's so great. that's that's definitely wow. something that I I'm in talks with some of my other DMs, and we're we have plans. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no. Ashley, yeah. we'll let you get back to you get to your class and enjoy. Yeah, and yeah, thank you so very nice. much. Yeah. If you want to go grab Adam for us, and we're gonna yeah, I'll go. I'll go throw something in his head. Awesome. Thanks, Ashley. He, he's he's yeah, gonna give me a deck it. save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. That's great, guys. I tell you, I'm, first off, that's why I wanted you guys on here was because you guys have played D and D. Oh so sure, you know sure. what it's about, and we're you know this this the fact that D and D has become such a huge deal 
thanks oh, yeah. to Stranger Things, thanks to Big Bang Theory, other things going on. Yeah, uh, it's kind of broken away from, you know, uh, just like what would you would think of like the normal bubbles of it. Yeah. And people that are that wouldn't normally have given it a second look are going, oh, realizing what they're they're actually just missing out on it. Yeah. 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 It's very exciting. I got Adam Roach, is that right? Yes. Adam Adam uh, Adam is uh, with uh, the Oklahoma Gamers, Oklahoma board game community. Oklahoma board game community. Sweet. And uh, you guys are are you guys were putting together the uh, Extra Life event. Mm -hmm. First off, you guys did the Extra Life event at Game HQ last yeah, October. So we've, we've done them at Game HQ before. We've we've had a few out at the, uh, the the Southside Mall as well. And this time it'll be partnered with Twisted Spike Brewing Company. That's oh, on. That's awesome. I want next weekend, February the tenth. Okay, it's February 10th. Oh, that's right, two weeks. Two weeks yeah. from now. Yeah. Um, that will be the next time that I have my son. I think we might actually come down for that. There you go. Um, <laughs> Twisted Spike is down on Broadway and 10th, correct? I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in Oklahoma right. City. Yeah, right around there. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell us about that event. What's going on? So we're actually going to have a lot of things going on at that event. There's going to be tons of board gaming out there. We're going to have all the organizers out, so there'll be plenty of people to teach brand new games. Uh, but we're going to run a junk art tournament. So if you ever wanted to come out, uh, have a couple of drinks, and then play a dexterity game that involves stacking and making towers out of uh, different wooden and plastic pieces, it, it'll be a good time. Uh, there's also going to be a darts tournament, uh, and then we'll also have uh, a few of the bigger games that are going to be demoing out there. Mm -hmm. So. What are some of those video games as well? Is that right? Is There's going to be some video okay. games out there. Okay. I believe they're bringing in some arcade games, so there'll mm -hmm. be some, some bigger arcade systems, and then the Extra Life group will have like a bay of TVs and a few of the consoles out there to, to be playing as well. And for 12 hours? That for 12 hours. Wow. So you said some of the big board games. Like, what would that include? Yeah. Uh, so we'll have Gaia Project out there, which is the successor to Terra Mystica. Uh, we're going to have uh, Raiders of the North Sea, which has been a pretty big uh, and popular new game. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have like the classics like Concordia and some of the lighter games. So your, uh, let's say, King of Tokyo's, oh, your okay, Battleship, sure. your Catans, things like that. Munchkin. Munchkin, we'll probably have Munchkin out there as well. <laughs> Sorry, Munchkin always gets a fist pump for me because yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the only games I've ever won, so because <laughs> I'm a filthy casual. We'll so. have to have you come out and win a few more games. There right. you go. <laughs> See, I introduced my, my wife to Flux. The odds are not in my favor, but. Oh, sure. And, and Flux, were f have you played Flux? No. Oh, Flux is so simple. It's just draw a card, play a card. And into it. Then the rules change from there. We got a Monty Python one, which oh, apparently, what? though, I'm the only one who can play because I'm the only one that knows all the Monty Pythons. So I got to get some Monty Python people together. I challenge together. you. Oh, there we go. Let's do this. We'll Coupled with my husband. We'll, we'll bring Kevin oh, in without bring a doubt. It. Yes. Uh, it's right. fun. It's a fun game. So, uh, and this goes for a, this is for a good cause. It'll be for Children's Miracle Network. Okay. So it, is yeah. a, it is a good cause. It's a great cause and one that we do our best to support on a, on a yearly basis. Yeah. And you just were to the same, that was the same one you guys did. For, was, was it the same one yep. that you did for, for it October? Was. Okay. I couldn't remember that Children's Hospital, Children's <laughs> Miracle Network. And, and uh, this is a national event. Uh, uh, Organization, but this is just a local thing that's going on that you guys decided to put together. Right. So the the national organization works and partners with a lot of different uh, local groups. So mm -hmm. our the Oklahoma board game community has partnered with them several times, and they have kind of a representative in the area that helps us function and and, and do events for them. Yeah, it's a great idea. Do they help with anything like promoting or or things of that nature, or is it just specifically kind of a networking kind of community? 
for the most part, it's networking. They will occasionally do some prize packages and some giveaways and things like that as well through their organization. But usually it's just facilitating and helping us get into locations that we might not already be able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they'll organize raffles and things for us as well. Uh, there's also going to be a fairly big raffle here. We're going to be giving out uh, Twilight Imperium 4. So Whoa. if anybody's excited about TI4, <laughs> it'll be the deluxe edition with the big oh, hardback rule book oh, and everything. Nice. That was actually donated by Edmund Unplugged. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you Edmund Unplugged. <laughs> any, any thoughts about doing an Extra Life event here at Edmund now that it's open? Uh, so yeah, we would we would definitely do that. The space is plenty big, oh, yeah. uh, and so that's usually the issue. Is many of our events, like our coop events, etc., they're bringing in a hundred plus people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and so this is pretty much the only gaming store that can fit that many people at a time. Sure. What sure, other sure. Uh, just events has the Oklahoma board game community got going on? In so the next few at weeks? this point, we're getting we're getting a little. Uh, saturated with events, <laughs> so we always have at least one event per week. Yeah. So we're always at Denny's on Thursday nights. Mm -hmm. We do a monthly event at Coop Aleworks, so which we were at about yeah. a, a few months ago. And that's or you know, eight or hours so in the day, so plenty of board gaming there. We've got a monthly at Microsoft, and then we have two monthlies at the different Barnes and Nobles in town, where we do like intro to board gaming. So we play our Splendors and all the lighter games that people kind of use as a gateway. So your tickets yeah. to rides and your catons, things of that nature. It's the easy stuff to teach for families. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, and so yeah. we really try to do that. No, that's great. I, I tell you, you know what though, like it's from the outside, the board game community, you, you might not realize what depth there is to it. And like how you, you can follow these different board games from around the world that are coming out like constantly. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, as somebody that does not get to board game as much as I would like, if you had a few recommendations and why you would recommend those you know those type of games so for for lighter or newer games okay great um i'm definitely gonna say i would stick with like blue orange games as a publisher i think they make some great intro games new york 1901 uh battleship which i mentioned earlier and then they also produce photosynthesis uh which usually goes over really well with families it's beautiful it has these structured little trees you move a sun around the board and you're competing <laughs> to grow the best trees throughout the game nice. so very thematic and That's fun cool. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Outside of that, other nice intro games that I typically teach people are your Raiders of the North Sea. Uh, it's a worker placement game, so it brings people into a mechanic they may not be used to. So if, if all you're used to is the roll and moves, I think this is a, a really easy thing to grasp. I place one worker down, I take one worker off, and those are my two actions for my turn. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that'd be so much fun. So uh, tell us again just about next week. What, what's going on? Extra at when, where, and when, and all that kind of stuff. So next week, uh, as the twi twisted spike. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that'll that'll be February the tenth. That'll oh, start God, at noon, <laughs> and it'll See, go until it'll go till midnight. Yeah. February's February second. February tenth. <laughs> two ten. Just. I don't know. Like, it sounds like you want us to do two events. Sure. So. Uh, Can you come to my house on February second? <laughs> right. Apparently, yeah. um, no. Uh, February tenth uh, at Twisted Spike on Tenth and Broadway. At noon, and it goes all day. All but it is midnight. a come and go type of situation. People do not have to show up at noon. Absolutely, there will be things starting and stopping throughout the day. Like I said, the uh, the tournaments will start at about six o'clock, so mm -hmm. you'll be able to get into the junk art tournament at six. Uh, you'll be able to get into any games throughout the day, though. So there will be starting and stopping throughout the entire six-hour, 12-hour period. Will it just be board games, or will there be RPG games as well? There won't be any RPG games okay. at this one. So it'll be board games, uh, video games, and darts. Good. 
Now, I don't want to tip my hat to my my priorities in life, but will there be food? (laughs) Thank you. Same. I believe there will be food. I'm I'm pretty sure they're talking about having some food trucks out there as well to go with Twisted Spice. Oh, fantastic. Just in case, they'll probably have beer. Yeah. Oh, that you always yeah. get by yeah. on beer. beer yeah, that's true. And that's true. true. <laughs> it can't go wrong with food trucks. We got some of the best <laughs> yeah, food trucks right? in Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. do. Absolutely. Adam, thank you very much for stopping by. Absolutely. And uh, you uh, go enjoy and have, have fun. So thank you so very much. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. me. Yeah. Guys, I want to close it down, but because uh, we're just at the hour mark. But uh, what do you guys think of this place? It's fantastic. I've, I actually have been here once before already. Checked it out and. We thought we were going to come here for five minutes. I think we left three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for that sure. Yeah. Well, and it's one, you know, it's, it's not just, I, I can't express this enough. It's not just, oh, there's another game store open up. Like, you, you need to come see this place just because of how they've put it together and how they've, you know, they've, they've set up their model and everything like that mm-hmm. and how nice the place looks. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, if you're, if you're worried about, like, you've got a significant other or whatever that uh, you're, you're, you're nervous about taking to a game store or whatever, this place is nice. Yeah. This yeah. is nice. And yeah. so, like I said, it really does have that new game center smell. And oh, especially yeah. when yeah. they started, they just started popping popcorn while we were doing this podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was almost deadly. That was just amazing. Uh-huh. I just thought that was my, like, I thought that was just me smelling that, like my second nature coming. Like, <laughs> I always smell For popcorn. For some reason, I really want popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm always popcorn selling popcorn and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> always. Burgers, burgers, burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys. And it's just such a beautiful smell. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. so much more room that they can utilize, dependent on what they need. There's booze. There's popcorn. You know. I mean, we could move in. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really for for the, I mean, you're you're Norman though, Nick. Right. So so it's, it's worth it. It's, it's not, worth it. Yeah. You know. It's worth it. With with Caleb and I, we're more of the northwest side. You're yeah. northeast, but north mm-hmm. north side of, of the metro. This is so much better. Than, I mean, I, I love going down to Game HQ. I love going to Luton XP. Oh, but yeah. it's nice to have a new place that we can choose to go to yeah. mm-hmm. rather than having going all the way south side, right, south of I-40. Right. Like yeah. I, I would go to Luton XP, but oh, yeah. I couldn't go more than once a month. That was just too taxing because sure. yeah. you're, you're already spending it six hours there, right? Yeah. So, but that, now that something like this is here, man, this this is going to open it up for me. Yeah, I'm going to pitch lock-ins. Can I say that? Like, I want, I want Dude, lock-ins. I, we are so on the same level My, today. We're yeah. like beer, food, lock-ins. Yes, this is going to happen. See, see yeah. my, my yeah. son just had a lock-in at his... And I've got this whole idea about, like, an event because I'm an yeah. event planner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I kind of have corporate backing for that kind of thing. There you go. So, I might be able to put together see, something like that. My, my, my son had a, was Julie, recent, was had his first lock-in at, at his church, and I said, you know, my, my one of my lock-ins, my first lock-ins at church was playing D&D at, in, oh, in the nice. basement of my church and with, you know. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we're Methodists. We're, we're, pretty, we're pretty open <laughs> right. to... Pretty, pretty, yeah. Yeah. We're pretty open to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're going to open portals never. to Satan, you do it downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. When I said I would play with my dad, we, I that played with my dad. the door. In the in church the, right. oh, wow. that I grew up in, we're gonna delightful. we're gonna restrict your alignments, though, folks. I'm <laughs> right. so sorry. Right. Right. Everybody must be lawful right. good. Yeah, everyone's lawful good. It's right. totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Guys, right. thank you. Anything exciting going on with uh, Red Six to Golden Crow is that we should be talking about? Not exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it always is. I mean, Red Six—it's just excitement. Um, we're we're trying to put together a marathon run. 
uh, here in, in Edmond. Uh, no, we're no. not. <laughs> I was like yeah. running. Look, I just, like, I've seen the video of you guys running. I <laughs> do not recommend. That's fair point. That's I'm a fair point. Yeah, look, that, that might be. Uh, there was a lot of editing involved in that, too, <laughs> to make it look that good. Yeah. It, was, it was probably one of the funniest Watch training <laughs> montages I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No running. Uh, no, we no. At the moment, uh, you know, we we've, we've got some stuff we mentioned on uh, on a latest episode that we're looking to do a giveaway soon, but yeah. uh, but we won't give any more details away <laughs> on that for the, on this episode. Yeah. Mm. Tune into Red Six to Golden Brown. That Ground. means you have to tune into their that's right. podcast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That well, works. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <and> that's <laughs> why it has nothing to do with our humor. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, please do. But thank you so much for having us oh, on. Yeah, like, thank you guys. so great. Yeah. We were talking about gaming. We really wanted you guys on because I know you guys. Have we just really wanted to here. have them on. Well, yeah. you <laughs> wanted somebody we just really that wasn't. Hang out. You know, I mean, some people have different views about Dungeons and Dragons. I get that you you've got to you know not include them. Yeah. Not know. not mentioning Josh Hunter's name or Aquaman no, no, or anything no. like that. Oh, no, no, no names like that. No names like that. He knows he's wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Oh yeah, we yeah. we couldn't leave without taking a shot at Josh, oh, it's right? Cool. I can't. It's like my it's dude. Like, he's not here. It's like <laughs> it's, it's the best time. Like, <laughs> right. It's yeah. like kicking puppies. Like, yeah. He's not oh, here. love it. That's it's easier when he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I take plenty of pot shots at him on Twitter. So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's great. Really great. Yeah. Fantastic guys, thank you so very much. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Do it, Nick. Uh, you can find us. Uh, go to the at the Twitters. And then, uh, and then there's the at symbol. At symbol. There's like a red, R-E-D. R-E-D. Uh, number six. Like the color. The number six. Yeah, like a number. Uh, T-O. T-O. Like As two. As in going toward <laughs> yeah. 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 the store. Uh, G-C? G-C, that's G-C. it. G-C, yeah. Red two. Red six. Red six two, two G-C. G-C. Yeah. Uh, and that's Twitter. And then you can find us on Facebook as well at uh, Red Six Golden Corral. And you guys have a uh, web site. Yes. www.red6togoldencrowl.com. That's where you can get the epic t-shirts. Yeah. Well, we run camp we run Teespring campaigns so they only yeah. last for a little while. So, uh, you have to follow both the, the website and the Twitters to be in on those campaigns, but yeah, uh, yeah right now we don't have one going, but You're breaking uh, my heart right now. I know. Yeah. That, the one that 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 was All awesome. of that, yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> need, need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank there you. Thank you go. Love it. So that's gonna do it for our show. You can find us on our website at okigeek.com. Also on Twitter and Facebook at okigeek podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Oh, my goodness. You can usually just find me on the Twitterverse at Webba. That's Whiskey, Unicorn, Victor, Victor, Alpha. There you go. And you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Caleb, Nick, Mike, Ashley, Adam, and everybody here at Edmund Unplugged. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.